Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Swiss Ballers Pod. I'm Fabi Rose and as always I'm joined by two absolute ballers. I have with me Toto back in London and Arman back home in, in Zurich. How's it going boys? Hello. We, I think on my side I'm quite good. I don't know how it is for Arman but... I'm still alive. Maybe <laughs> so yeah. Nothing more to add, I think. Let, let's maybe start with a couple of easier questions. Dotto, if you could sign one player from Bayern, who would you sign? For Dortmund, I mean. From Bayern? Yeah. For Dortmund? Wow. Uh, Kimmich? I would say. Yeah, Joshua Kimmich. Yeah, but, uh, not, not even the fact that we need a centre mid, but just because Kimmich is class. Yeah, I would have to go with Joshua Kimmich. Hard, hard to argue. Arman, yeah. maybe to ease you into today's therapy session, what's, who's your favourite Man City player? <laughs> um, who would I want at Arsenal, you mean? No, who's your favourite Man City player as like a personal preference? Oh, uh, Grealish. Just because... It, oh, think, really? Not because, I mean, I don't like all of them. But <laughs> I would say Grealish because I think he's a a cool guy, but the rest I don't. I don't really care about the rest. I mean, I don't like them. Fair enough. <laughs> I like those answers, boys. I probably go along with those. Um, let's let's get into the good stuff then. We we are obviously going to spare a lot of time talking about the title race and last night's game between Man City and Arsenal. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make sure Armin gets it off his chest to make sure his mood improves. We're also gonna talk about the Chelsea v Brentford game because Dotto was at that game. We're gonna to touch yeah. upon some Bundesliga action, uh, because there has been a massive twist in the title race there. We might be in for an upset, touch wood. We will briefly touch upon Newcastle versus Spurs, because that was quite entertaining. And uh we're gonna also talk about Liverpool and the new role Trent Alexander-Arnold has, so stay tuned for that. But first, boys, we have to talk about the title decider, question mark, yesterday at the Etihad Stadium. We obviously had uh, spoken about the Arsenal game last Friday on the pod before the Arsenal v Southampton game, in which Southampton were 2-0 and 3-1 up, respectively, and then Arsenal did quite well to come back and still kind of felt like they'd lost the game afterwards. Maybe let's start there. What was your feeling after that, Aman? Were you quite... Did that kind of put more pressure on the City game or less pressure? How was your... How, what were your thoughts after that? After the Southampton game? You yeah. Know? Yeah, obviously more pressure, I think. Because <clears throat> now it was even more maybe a, a game you need to think about winning. Otherwise, when you, when you get the three points at Southampton, you think, OK... If we get a draw, we're fine, we move on. But because we dropped the two points against, against Southampton, we had to also think about the win. Not saying we had to win, but we had to think about the win and maybe go a bit more at risk. But I don't think it would have made any difference. Um, they were way too good. Every department in the pitch, they were better than us. We had no chance. There's just There's just more... They have so much more experience and more quality than than us, and they're just a better team. At at the end of the day, it's a bit it's 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 hard to say it, but they're just a better team. Dota, you obviously were at the other game, but I know you watched back the City performance. Do do you do you agree with that game? For those of you who have some somehow missed out, um, we're talking about yesterday's game at the Etihad Stadium, Manchester City winning four one against Arsenal they're now still in second place but only two points behind Arsenal and have two games in hand so City are now the heavy favourites to win the title Dota do you agree with Armand's assessment that City are just head and shoulders above Arsenal yeah and and I think I said it before the game I had the impression that there was going to be a no game and that just Man City were going to to smash Arsenal, and I didn't I didn't watch the game, so I don't want to say oh yeah they did or maybe I, I don't really know. But from what I've seen from the highlights, it was quite the case I would say. But yeah, a huge win for City, and as Armand said, 
I think they're just too good. And the fact that they won the ga- the, the league uh, a lot of time, I think they know how to win those games. They know how to win the league. And yeah. It's something like Even 13 though... straight wins against Arsenal now by Man City. Some yeah, crazy yeah. stat. Yeah, and the, and the fact that they're still, Arsenal are still top of the league at the moment. But to be honest, I don't see City collapse and lose points anywhere. I just think that they're going to win the league. I don't want to say it's over for Arsenal because we never we never know it's football we never know, but I think I don't see City collapse anymore. Just yeah. Arman, Arsenal, if they win the less the rest of their five games, they will end up on ninety points. Is that not going to be enough? Mm, it appears not to be because when you look at the at the fixtures of Man City. Um, I don't see them drop many points. Um, I, I heard some pundits talk about, yeah, they got the Real Madrid game and they got the FA Cup final to worry about. But that's, for me, that's more of a plus for them. I know they're probably tired and the World Cup and all that. I get that. But these players have been there so many times. And this is the time where, where they love to play. They don't want to play in 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 November against Leeds away. They want to play now at the big stage against the, when it's crunch time. You know, then is that is the time when they play. And they have Fulham now, West Ham, Leeds, Everton, Chelsea, Brighton, and Brentford. The only maybe that they lose maybe they lose points at Brighton. I could see that maybe at maybe at Brentford. They always give you a tough game, but otherwise I don't don't really see. Maybe at Goodison, if they we're, we're clutching at straws though here, aren't we? I, I mean, for me, yeah. for me, I'm, I'm, things, I'm trying to yeah. to gain hope, you know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> for me, one of the things I was thinking about yesterday after after the game and also during the match, that like that, and I said this in the chat as well because obviously Dodo, you were at the other game and you were asking us how the game went, and I don't think Armin was yeah. in any shape form to, to discuss it so I tried to like give my analysis of it and I just I don't for the life of me see a weakness in this City team if you press them yeah. they're going to go over the top to, to De Bruyne and, and Haaland as they did yesterday if you sit deep they're going to play around in your in your defensive third if you I don't know go as a defensive block they're going to they're going to move the ball from side to side so quick that you can't keep up they, they've got they can play on the ground with, with the likes of Bernardo Silva, with Grealish on the wings. They can cut inside and, and create those little pockets of space. They can send Haaland in behind. They can lump it high. You can't really attack them from set pieces now because they play with like three centre or four centre backs even, yeah. and Walker and Rodri. So they've got the height, Haaland to that as well. Yeah. So how I don't understand how there's no, I don't see a clear weakness in that team where you can be like, oh, yeah. this is where they maybe be vulnerable. And if Arsenal had exploited that more, they could have done better. They're just such a complete side. Yeah. Holland and gives just, just a, a different dimension. It's That's incredible. what I said, you know. Yeah. It, they, it yeah. just gives a different dimension, yeah. you know. He was Sorry very strong last and, night. And I, I just have a question because, as, as you said, I couldn't watch the game, but from what I've seen from the highlights, from what I've seen from the interview from uh, Pep Guardiola, uh, they said that Kevin Jobboin was more like a 10 with more freedom yesterday. Was it really the case? Because in the highlights, it seems to be the case. It seems that every time he has the ball, there was no one around him from Arsenal and he had a lot of freedom. Was it the case? I, I don't think freedom is the right word for it. I, I'm, I'm not sure okay. they were like, you know, you, you do this or, or you, you just kind of not have a specific um, position to play. I think what it was is that they defended in more of a four-four-two, So they had two mm-hmm. lines of four with with two kind of classical centre mids with Gundogan and, and Rodri in there. And then mm-hmm. De Bruyne kind of pushed forward as a second striker next to Haaland, which then mm-hmm. meant automatically that once they gained possession again, De Bruyne would drop deep to collect the ball. And that then created okay. the space for them in behind yeah. Party and Jacker. So it was kind of a mismatch because you then had like the two centre backs of Arsenal's who didn't quite know, do I go with, do I drop off? It's that nightmarish thing that Messi was so famous for, you know, where he like drops into that sort of grey area. And that's where the goals came from as well, you know. I mean, they lumped it forward to Haaland and then he controls it really well and lays it off into him. And that happened two, three times where they were able to interplay in that space. And once you have Haaland and De Bruyne bearing down on you and you're tracking back, any centre-back pairing in the world is going to struggle. 
So I think that that's what they did. I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a case of kind of just telling De Bruyne do whatever you want, but it was more of a mm-hmm. defensively, we'll just sit back a little bit more, we'll press in a 4-4-2 rather than a, the, the kind of common 3-2-4-1, um, mm-hmm. just to give them a bit more to worry about in behind, and then they were lethal on the counter. Okay, makes sense. Do I mean, people are now talking about City being the best team ever and them joining the likes of all the other teams. It's always that time, isn't it? Like, the team does really well. They're, in, they're shooting for three titles. Everyone's going to talk about how great they are. And we also know that in football, things can change really quickly. So in, you know, two weeks' time, they could be out to Real Madrid. They could, be, they could lose the, the FA Cup final, Touchwood. But do, how, how great is this Man City team, perhaps zoomed out in, in the larger scale on the scale of, of history of Premier League history of of other title winning teams how, how great are they Arman how much against a giant are you up here yeah as I said Holland just gives them another dimension and they can play variable styles with him so yeah it's it's scary and the, the scary part is I mean Holland is going to get better and better, you know. His hold-up play, I think, already improved so much from Dortmund. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they are they are on that list if they go on and win the league. To be honest, I, li- I like to watch more the 17-18 the City team with Sonny and Sterling and Aguero. I don't know why, but they just had more pace and... I don't know, I, I just like to watch them maybe a bit more. But yeah, for sure they're up there. I mean with the yeah. with the great Arsenal sides and the great Man United sides. Um I would we would all I think love to see how they would cope with them. But yeah, it's difficult to to, to uh to compare errors, isn't it? I think it the the media yeah. always like likes to do it but it's just different times, and maybe we have to, we have to separate it and and say they are the greatest of our, of 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 this of this century, you know, because you can't compare it with the nineties. You you, it, requ- it required different qualities than today, you know. A goalkeeper mm-hmm. in the eighties wasn't required to pass the ball out of the back, you know. It's not it's not fair to judge a goalkeeper from the eighties with the goalkeeper from from nowadays on on that uh, particular part of the game, but. Yeah, for sure, for sure they're up there, and let's see how many points they're gonna get. I think points is always important to back to back up uh, in history. Yeah, you speak so much truth there. I, I agree completely. There's there's little, almost little point comparing errors because the the game's changed just so much, even in the last yeah. ten years, let alone twenty or thirty or, or even more than that. Uh, I do want to talk about Arsenal's season though. Again, um, I remember a few weeks ago we were we were talking about how from here on in I don't remember exactly what, what point in time it was but I remember Arsenal being topped by five points or something looking at the run-in we were all, we were kind of saying they almost have to win it now the position they've given themselves obviously we are talking about one of the greatest ever Man City teams it, it's so hard to kind of distinguish if this is Arsenal again bottling it because definitely the Southampton result of last week and the West Ham result as well from a couple of weeks ago weren't good enough. But <laughs> where does where does that leave Arsenal? Have they failed? Is this what is it? It's 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 tough to call it a failure because as we said at the beginning of the season, I had we, no one had an idea that they could end up there at that moment of the season. Okay, they are probably not going to win it, but they did. They are going to finish second, at least, maybe first. We don't know, but I don't think it's a failure because they play against such a good city side, and from from what we have seen in the past few seasons, even when Liverpool won, were one of the best team in the league, City was up there, pushing, 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 and you just can't win a league when they are too good. When they, when they are in force, when they want to win the league, you, you can't compete with them. And I think it's the case this year again. But maybe it can be a failure because they could have, they should have won those two games against Winston and Southampton. But to be honest, from if I look from the start of the season, for me, it's not a, a failure at all. 
So yeah, maybe for the Arsenal fan that wanted to win the league and that they had hope before, uh, like two or three weeks ago, maybe it's a failure from them. But I don't see it as a failure. Armin, where do Arsenal go from here? What's because you keep saying this is kind of maybe the one big chance you have to win the league, and it makes me feel like you don't believe you can win it next season. So maybe the question becomes, what are you looking for now going into next season? It's obviously early doors. It's not we're not done yet, but just maybe look at the next half year, ten months. What are you looking at? Um. Yeah, it's so difficult to say after this game because I think the the Liverpool result when we draw was like two weeks ago, so everything is on the head now. But I think we have a very young team, so I think logically you would say that they are going to improve and they're going to learn from this experience. But what I learned watching football is that not... Football doesn't work logically sometimes and next year all of a sudden Chelsea are going to be up there again or Liverpool and then we have to fight for top four again and it's so difficult to predict and yeah I I don't think we're going to be up there again anytime soon I don't think we will be in this position anytime soon again. Is that because um, other teams? You, you, is, that, is that because you think yeah. other teams are going to be better, or is it because you don't believe that Arsenal are building something sustainable? I, I do think we're building something sustainable, and for me, that is constant top four, which is amazing, and which is we have to be realistic with our budget. We can't com- we can't compete with Chelsea and City uh, and Man United on these kind of budgets, and at the end of the day, it comes down to quality. And with United, I think we'll have a big summer as well if they have a stronger squad. And I hope we can compete again, but it's going to be very difficult. Do you, do you then think Arsenal, because I, I mean, from my knowledge or my understanding of Arsenal fan and their fan base, that they will want to challenge for tight for the title really titles at the cups are nice and good but they want to go for the for the league especially after this yeah. season is that do you, do you think maybe arsenal fans have a different perception of what's possible than maybe the club and arteta have as well like do they need a reality check almost in, to kind of understand that under the current circumstances with the differences in yeah. budget the top 4 is where arsenal should be aiming for yeah, I think yesterday yesterday was the reality check. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think Arsenal fans in general have very high standards, which is good, which, which I like. And it's a very big club. And we all should aim for these titles. But maybe we're a bit of ahead in schedule when you look at the table so maybe next year won't be another step um, to the next level maybe we will be maybe maybe a little uh, down so it's difficult it's difficult to say it's really it, I, I really find it hard to, to, to predict it depends on the summer as well but do you expect any key players I to leave the club? I don't think I don't think we're a side like Liverpool or City in the last five years where we just, okay, next year we go again. I just don't see it. And I love how we play football. I love Mikel Arteta. I love all the players. I couldn't be more proud of them. But don't, please, Arsenal fans, don't have this kind of expectation that we're going to compete now every year with City and go at it. Because if you look at our first... First half of the games, we had 50 points. I mean, that's crazy. And I don't think this will happen anytime soon again, you know. And the, we're not going to be underestimated anymore next year. And mm-hmm. maybe a bit bit more pressure. It's the second season now with this kind of team. But yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I am excited. I mean, yesterday was really, really tough to take. Because you know, I was I was I was there at the Emirates for so many games, and you could just feel the the passion and and how much the people 
and me of me as well how much we want it um so to now maybe fall short is really really tough but yeah i'm, I'm excited for the future still Toto, where do you where do you see Arsenal? They're going to be back in the Champions League. The European football is going to be a distraction. They might, you know, injuries might hit them due to the extra number of games they're going to be playing. D- depending on departures or additions to the squad, the, the different dynamic will will come into the team. Do you see them in a similar position, fighting for the big titles in the next years? Uh, uh, as Aman said, it's very tough to to predict that, but. I think at least they're going to compete for the Champions League spot. That's for sure. I think they're going to compete for that. But to compete for the title again, it's very tough. Maybe they're going to, but yeah, it's so hard to predict. And to be honest, uh, you ask if any players are going to leave. I don't see any players wanting to leave. Maybe Tierney, but the key players, I don't think they're going to leave. Maybe some new players coming in. Maybe that that could be quite interesting to have a, a some top new players because now you have the, the Champions League next year. You are a quite good team playing good football. So maybe you are going to interest some new players. So let's see how it goes. But it's very hard to, to predict how it will go for them. And on the other side, boys, I need to ask you, I mean, as a United fan, this costs me quite some effort, but City aren't going to go away, are they? They're going to just be there season in, season out, yeah, hundred mm. percent. It's it's Pep, isn't it? It's it's Pep, isn't yeah. it? It's him. He, they, he's the he's the he's the master of all this. The consistency. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's, I'm trying to because because also I was watching the game yesterday and like I said, I was struggling to find a weakness. What yeah. is it? How are they going to go away? What what can you do to? I mean, Liverpool but, had to be so good to even just win one yeah. championship in what five seasons now, six seasons. Like how, mm-hmm. how do you compete with that? You can't. I, I don't you think, can't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was but a way you can compete with that. I think every United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea fan um, hopes that they will get penalized for their, for their. Uh, I don't know what. Uh, what was the, the transfer activities? Ac- ac- acquisitions. I don't. I don't remember exactly what it was, but. Yeah, but they're never going to be penalized. I mean, let's see. I mean, it's it's not the same case as... I don't know if you want to go into that, but it's not the same case as in like Champions League where they could go at the court of arbitration. It's in the Premier League's hands and ultimately they yeah, can but decide. Look, look I don't at know how much, the, how much the lawyers could do. But I think it's a very different situation, you know, they... Uh, than Juventus. But yeah, I, I'm... I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. we're, not, we're not the the experts here, but... Yeah, I'm 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 excited to to see what <laughs> if they're gonna if gonna be some charges. Let put them down in the first division with Brent FC. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to sign Haaland on loan during the World Cup. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a good move. I, I personally don't think they're gonna go away on uh, in any kind of like juris ju- uh, on, like on the round table sort of scenario. I don't think any entity will want to lose them as an asset because they make they bring yeah. so much of what makes the Premier League attractive um, mm-hmm. to the table that they don't want to but they cheated bro them. you cannot, you cannot allow I understand <laughs> I, I mean I'm not I'm not saying they I mean listen if, if in a perfect world of course but but then you know we'd be looking at Newcastle and, and other clubs being even any any top six club really being taken over by foreign investors that I'm sure you know, have yeah, some, but some there's a certain way to go about it. I, that, I agree with you completely. It's less a, a question of integrity and, and doing things the right way. It's more a question of will the governing bodies, the governing entities have the balls to actually sanction them. And I don't think they will because it's the same in, in Spain, you know, with Barcelona. As Joan mentioned on the pod a few weeks ago, um, you know, the, some illicit dealing, some some shady transactions, and I don't think there'll be any significant action taken at all because the the, the league don't want to league lose then. Barcelona. Yeah. Because Barcelona makes like forty nine percent of what makes the La Liga interesting is Barcelona. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if they they they're a bit in a pickle. They can only lose really. And so I don't think anything will happen on that side. I I for me the problem like even last night just showed me because I felt like this. When United played 
against away at City in, in the 6-3, I don't know if you remember this game, 6-3 yeah. at some point in, in, in yeah. autumn. And you just sat there oh, going, yeah, of course United are in transition in a different time of the year, blah, blah, blah. But they were just so... You can't, I couldn't even be mad at United for not playing well. The City were just better in every single uh, department. I remember that game that when Holland yeah. and Foden yeah, exactly. scored a hat-trick. Yeah. Yeah, they were so, they and you were just so sat good. there going, listen, we're not doing that much wrong. The others are just that much better. If and you think Foden's coming back as well, you know. Yeah, but he has for, me, is one of, for me, Foden is one of the best players in the Premier League. You 100%. Know? And, and, and in a way, though, I mean, that's maybe a discussion for another pod, but in a way, does that make the Prem less attractive? The fact no. That, oh, no, 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 no. Do we want no. that powerhouse team who kind of is all conquering? But if even though if they are powering, like, look at now, Arsenal are just are still top of the league at the moment. They, it, they make they make other teams push harder and want to make them being better to win more games and have more points every year. <laughs> that, that, that Liverpool team, uh, when they went to 100 points, if City wasn't there, they would have never been that far. Same for Arsenal, I think. So you need a team like that, I think. To, to no, set the I wouldn't, I, no, I wouldn't... Maybe one for, I, wouldn't, I would phrase it differently. I, I'm just... I think you, we see a, a lot of, in, in comparison to other countries, we see a lot of good title races. Last year, yeah. this year, um, the year before the lockdown season, City were too good. The season before, won Liverpool. Then one season before, it was Liverpool against City again. So I don't think it, it's fine margins at the end of the day. I think it was a few points two times with City and Liverpool yeah. and now Arsenal. So I don't think the gap is that big. Like, okay, Bayern is maybe a bad example at the moment, but normally <laughs> at Bayern or I think in, Juventus in France, well. in Juventus, like okay, they haven't won it in a couple of years now. Yeah, but I'm just but... saying. I think I don't think the the gap is that big. I just think when they are at their best, they're without a shadow of doubt the best team. But they have. To have to have that consistency, and that's what is what the league is all about, you know, consistency. And you saw earlier in the year they they didn't find any form, and it's just, it's just natural that the, a team after so many title win um, wins that kind of get a bit tired in the head and maybe a bit too satisfied. So I, I don't think I don't think it it will be every year like boring, but yeah, for sure it, they're they're up there every year. Yeah. I probably agree with you there. Interesting insight. Um, and obviously it's a mark of great players to step up in the big games and deliver much like yeah. De Bruyne and Haaland did. Like they're going to get sanctioned. Don't worry, they're going to get sanctioned. And <laughs> we'll never speak of them again. They're going to go in League 2. and Everybody's going to leave. Pep is going to go to Barcelona enjoying the sun. De Bruyne is going to go to, I don't know. Wolfsburg. Main, yeah, going back to Wolfsburg. And they're, they're, they're away. And Haaland is actually going to join Brent FC next year. Yeah, maybe. Speaking of gaps, boys, I want to talk quickly about, obviously it's been a few days now, um, both teams play again tonight, but we have to just give a quick mention to the Newcastle versus Spurs game last mm. Sunday. Just just for our friend Seth as well, who, who thoroughly enjoyed that first half in particular. 21 minutes in, Newcastle were 5-0 up. Isak and Murphy, I think, scored two yeah. each, and Joe Linton... Adding a second one, we, I want to give a special mention to our Swiss centre-back, Fabian Scher, who, <laughs> who uh, assisted two of the goals in what can only be described as a really impressive manner, especially the one for Joe Linton, um, was just was a great, a great pass over the top. Shocking defending, the, yes, but it was still a great ping from the centre-half. The, the, the mm. assist from um, Joe Willock, I think it was, on... Isaac's goal. Uh, oh, wow, what an assist. Crazy. Uh, Newcastle, they're very, very good. Yeah, especially yes. at home. I think they're so good. Can I just say something? I was having this debate with, with my friend, and he also plays a Fantasy Premier League. Mm. And it, it was this special week where you could free hit. I don't know if you know what it means. Mm-hmm. Where you could basically choose your team for one week. You could just have a go. And you don't have to think about your team moving forward. You can just pick one team for one game week. Mm-hmm. And we're just discussing about the strikers. And I just said, Isaac, 
I just think Newcastle are going to beat the shit out of Tottenham. That's what I said, <laughs> honestly. And he said, no, uh, uh, Tony plays at home against Villa. It's going to be, the chances are he's going to score. Uh, it's a bit higher. And, and I just had this feeling in my stomach that Newcastle are going to smash Tottenham to pieces. <laughs> and, and, it, and, and I was, so, I was because we were at the, at the Zurich game when we saw the score, and I was telling him, you better listen to me next time, boy. <laughs> you, you that was crazy. I went, I went home and, and I watched the full twenty minutes back on TV. It was just, it was yeah. just a, a joy, and the crowd were going up, and you could see the Tottenham players like, oh, I, want, I don't want to be here. <laughs> and they were just wave after wave after wave. Incredible Newcastle. Toto, are Incredible. we are we swapping? Newcastle for Spurs in what everyone is now calling the Big Six, or are we going to have to call it the Big Seven? I don't think we can put them in the top six at the moment, but I think oh, Newcastle or Spurs? Question. Who are you? No, Newcastle. Mm-hmm. But yes, they are in the top six at the moment. But I want to see next year. Can they confirm that? Will they get a new player? Uh, new players? I don't know. We. It's tough to say they're in the top six. It's just one good season. It's a very good season. I don't want to take that away, but it's just one season. If we do that, if with every team we can have Leicester in the top six, top six at the moment, then which doesn't make sense. So I want to see how it goes next year for them, and maybe if they keep that form, we can talk about them being in the top six. But at the moment, I think it's too early to say that. I mean, right now it's looking like they're going to be playing Champions League next year, which will make yeah, it a lot sure. easier to, to sign players. The money's not going to go yeah. away, from what we hear. No, for sure. For are, sure. You, are, you, are you thinking onwards and upwards for Newcastle? Are they going to go, is it going to be more of a bumpy road for them? What are, you, what are your thoughts? Oh, that, that's tough to say, but I, I, to be honest, I hope they're going to stay that way. They're going to stay in the top four compete for the Champions League spot against next year. Because, as we said, the, 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 the league title is always between one or two teams. But then the top four race, I love it every year. Now we have like Aston Villa, Newcastle, Liverpool, maybe Tottenham, I don't know, Brighton. There were so many teams that compete for that top four. And I want Newcastle to be here again next year to have a real competition for that top four. Because, as we said, maybe it's going to be tougher for Arsenal as well. So if we have like five or six teams competing for that top four, man, I'm really excited to see how it will go next year. Even though the the league is not finished for for this year, but I'm really enjoying that. So yeah. As as for Spurs, Armand, maybe you're the perfect person to talk about this because <laughs> we all know how much Arsenal fans love to talk about Spurs. What? I mean, we've discussed their issues many a times. Is there? A manager, a one single manager out there that can fix the mess? No. Poof, difficult to say. I mean, I think I said this a lot of times. Football can change so quick. I mean, one year they're good, then they'll have Conte. Uh, one year they're bad, and then they bring Conte in, and everything seems like this is the perfect solution. They got they got top four, and now this year has been a, a huge mess and. Yeah, I think if they get the right coaching, I. They still have a good squad, though. I think. I mean, yeah. they do have a good Probably squad. Lack of defense. I think it's lack of defense. Like, yeah, but with a couple of new signings and you get a, maybe yeah. a good centre back in, all of a sudden it is a completely different team with a, a maybe a bit, bit more positive manager with a bit more front footed. Um, then all of a sudden they're back. I mean, football is so quick sometimes. But yeah, at the moment it's not looking great. I mean, the defending was... I mean, I don't know what he was uh, what he was thinking with the with uh, putting a back four against Newcastle when they played the back five the whole season um, with Pedro Porro at right back and, oh, and Perisic at Perisic left back. Perisic at left back, yeah. Oof, I mean, that didn't look good. And I mean, Salini had, has Eric... been sacked since, but he said in his interview afterwards that he, he thought it was probably not the right decision to go Yeah, to yeah, think? I think that's a good good call, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you do that, then do it, do, it, do it at home against, I don't know, Leeds or not even Leeds. Against Everton, when when they really sit deep and you need that extra midfielder, you need that extra facilitator to create in the offense, but not against Newcastle away when they're 
firing. You know, you need to need to still uh, keep keep it tight at the back. And I don't know what he was thinking. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree with you there. I don't. I, I mean, good good riddance probably for Spurs fans. I'm not. I'm not too excited for it. I, w- I wish he'd stayed another game. Um, I'm quite wary of of the of the firing Spurs yeah, tonight against yeah. United. I can it, see. I don't think it's going to be easy for United nope. at I think all. It's going to be. There's yeah. going to be some some yeah. manager, some new manager vibes um, coming. Yeah, Ryan that. Mason. He was there before. Yep. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Speaking of, of fine margins and, and coming back quickly, Toto, you were at Stamford Bridge last night. Um, probably yeah. the only person in the world who chose, apart from the <laughs> other 45,000 fans who were at that stadium, who chose no. not to watch the Arsenal and, and Man City title decider game. Talk to us about what you saw when Chelsea lost 2-0 to Brentford. I just want to say first that I'm not a Chelsea fan at all. I was so happy to see them lose. <laughs> <laughs> just want to say that first. There's a lot of you have a membership though. You have a membership. Yeah, have the, that's a bit yeah, sus. Yeah, I know, but I was I don't know why about it to be honest. I just wanted to see the, the downfall of Chelsea maybe. No, I, I really I don't care about them. My brother is a Chelsea fan, but I definitely not. Aha! But <laughs> but it was it was mainly to see the, the game against Dortmund that about the, the membership. That's yeah. why. But yeah, it was it was terrible. It was a disgrace. Everything that is negative, you put you can put it there. It was so. I, literally, I took no pleasure at all to watch that game. I, I would have preferred to stay at home, to be honest. There was nothing to see. Brentford came with the the. They had a plan from A to to Z, and they stick to it, and it, they did manage to win. But they, I didn't think they were that good. They yeah, just Chelsea were not good enough and I don't want to blame Lampard because I just don't think he's a good manager at all so yeah to put it there it's just not a good thing for him but how can you come up to a game with a front two of Conor Callagher and Ryan Sterling that that just doesn't make sense the only threat up front was Angolo Conte he was trying to create things he was trying to to ask for the ball every time, but it was the only player moving. It was there was literally nothing to see on that game. People were screaming, booing, everything. We could only listen to the Brentford uh, fans singing, and which was quite funny, I think. But yeah, as as my friend Didier Drogba said, it was a fucking disgrace, and nothing more to add. The, it's it's a weird one with Frank because obviously he's now lost what like. Eight of his last games, including the Everton games, he's, he's lost. He lost all the games. He's lost five out of five for mm. Chelsea. He's he's, yeah. and it's a, it's a strange one because it, going into that job, I was thinking, okay, it's a weird, no. it's a weird choice to go for Frank, a surprising one for sure, and at the same time, he he has he's such a Chelsea legend. The fans will have his back probably through this as well. He can almost not lose because he can only make them better. He can only mm-hmm. change something and only change something to the better because whatever Graham Potter was doing, it was clearly not working. And now you're looking at it five games in, losing to Real Madrid, which you can do, of course, but losing the, yeah. the manner they did, you know, not scoring a single goal, not fielding a single attacker when you're chasing a 2-0 lead and losing the manner they've lost against against Brentford last night, you know, scored another set-piece goal. We all know they're dangerous from them. They scored on the yeah, counter. Yeah, but it was a noun goal. But it's just, it feels like, even though he had nothing to lose, Frank Lampard is still losing because he's, again, he's still playing in Golo Kante in that yeah. advanced position, which didn't quite work for him the first time he was in charge. I, I don't know, man. Can, can Pochettino they, fix this? Be, uh, I don't know, but to be honest, from what I've seen yesterday... I had the impression there was no game plan. Just put players there and try to do something. That's it. And yeah. But can Pochettino solve that? I don't know. I think that time will tell, but I'm not 100% positive on that. I don't know Frank what is a lucky about, boy, but... isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Frank is a, is a lucky guy. I mean, he got a lot of jobs. And um, I don't think... It... I don't think he's a good manager yet. I wouldn't say ever, but at the moment it does, doesn't seem like he has this experience and the know-how to to do a caretaker job like that. 
Um, yeah, it's just a mess at Chelsea. And what, what I would say about uh, about Frank and maybe Steven Gerrard, when you see when Una Emery came in, it's just a complete different league, you know? I think these young managers, they, they do have potential and he showed it at the Rangers and, and Lampard showed it at, at, at Derby County. But at the end of the day, you need this experience and you see Sean Dyche coming in and, and, and Una Emery coming in. These guys just have this edge and they know exactly, they know exactly what you need to do to win football mm-hmm. games. And that's why maybe they need to take a step back to gain two steps again, if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll be in- interested to see what happens there. I think Pochettino will probably get a lot out of the youngsters once he's shipped to Deadwood at Chelsea. I can imagine the likes of, of Koulibaly, Aubameyang, Sterling, you know, they only just joined last It's summer. crazy that Deadwood is like players who joined in January. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, true. Crazy. It's it's true though. You know, like it, it's, it's crazy. It, it's part of that. It's true. But he will work. He will. He will turn Enter Fernandez into into a very very good midfielder. I'm I'm sure of that. And and he will work with the youngsters and maybe even have them play exciting football because that's what he allegedly stands for. So let's see how that goes, boys. I wanted to talk about Liverpool, but I I suppose you're not mad at me if we if we skip that for now. There's we'll talk yeah. about them um, maybe next week. Um, they do play Spurs on the weekend, so that will be a, ju- a juicy game to talk about as well. Uh, yeah. There's Trent Alexander-Arnold playing in midfield, who we will keep an eye out for over the weekend in his maybe best position. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that as a tease for now. Let's instead switch over to the Bundesliga, which didn't have oh. any midweek games. But we do need to mention it because there was a huge twist last weekend when Bayern Munich lost to Mainz away from home, which is not a hugely surprising uh, result because Mainz have been very good in in the especially in the second half of the season, especially at home they've been very strong. But it means that now with Dortmund winning their own home game against Frankfurt, they are top of the league, sat at 60 points, five games to go. If they win the last five games, they will be crowned champions. Toto. You play uh, yeah. Bochum, Wolfsburg, Gladbach, Augsburg, and Mainz at home. Can you do it? I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about it. Because <laughs> I, every time I go on Instagram, I go on Twitter, I see things, players saying, oh, we are not that far away from the title. Oh, can the Borussia Dortmund make it? I don't know. I don't know. It puts too much pressure on us. and I don't know. I don't know if we can make it. Because I know that we are, uh, we can lose point at any moment. We are not having uh, such a good season. Even though we are first, it's just because Bayern are not good enough. But uh, it's tough to say. I, I hope we can do it. But I don't want to say, yeah, it's over. We we have won the league and Bayern are not going to come back. We are going to win the five games. I, I just don't know, to be honest. But I hope we will make it. Armin, I would probably say that Dortmund can win the title, but even being a point ahead at this point in time, they will still need more help from Bayern. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, that's difficult to say. Um, I would agree with that. I think Dortmund may be going to lose some points along the way. But, you know... I'm not really bothered about the fixtures because if I look at the fixtures, I think every game is on Dortmund, you know. They decide yeah. what's going to happen. It's in their hands how they're going to how they're going to play the game. If they're going to play their game and they're going to play as well as again did against Frankfurt, which were very good, yeah, I think. The, yeah, was it was quite good. impressive. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think it's in their hands and they don't have to worry about the fixtures. Because if they play like they do, it's not like the Premier League where you know you play Newcastle away in or, uh, when you look at Arsenal, and it does depend how good Newcastle are, and if Newcastle are very good, you can lose there easily. But if I look at the Bundesliga, I think Dortmund can win every game if they're if they're set up right and if they go in there with the right mindset. And for me, they are favorites now. Oh, I like it. Thank you, Armand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Okay, we, we keep our fingers crossed. It would be nice to see. Yeah, but what do, you, what do you think, Fabi? I, I want to hear about you. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 what I said there, I think, I, I trust, I think Dortmund can do it, but I, yeah. but that would also require more help from, from Bayern, from what I've seen. I don't okay. think either of the teams will go unbeaten from here, or unbeaten yeah. will go with a perf- will win five out of five. I don't think either team will win five out of five. Out of five. And then it will come down to that one, maybe two games where, you know, one team will get a last-minute win or the other. T- I think it's I think it's very much up in the air. I mean, I know this is a stupid thing to say, but I mm-hmm. I actually disagree when Armand says Dortmund has it in their own hand because I think I think they, they still think need help from Bayern. No, I think if Bayern win five <laughs> games, I think if Bayern win five games, they will be champions. Bayern have a because really you, easy you know, fixture on, I think. They have yes. Yes. at home, yeah. they have Hertha at home, they have Bremen away, which can be tough, they have Leipzig at home, they will mm-hmm. smash them. I'm yeah, sure I think that. They will be up for it now. Yeah. I think they have now yeah, a week time pr- to prepare and to get themselves sorted, but I still give Dortmund the edge. You, it, Dortmund has this, um, the Bochum game at Friday night eh, against... Yeah. And Bochum is always hostile, so this will be a yeah, big test. Yeah, it will be a, yeah, a big test. Yeah. And if we win that comfortably, you know, this is it's looking good, I think. If we are looking at that game against Frankfurt, I think they were the better side on the, on the pitch. But the fact that we did manage to win 4-0, like quite easily, even though they were better than us, yeah. it, just, it just adds something, you know? Like you yeah, have the impression, yeah. okay... You, you you have the impression that okay they are better than us but we still manage to smash them we can do it. I you know, know but, but it do- it is a bit concerning for for the for the for the games going ahead because I think Frankfurt could play through the lines very easily from time to yeah. time. It's a bit. I mean, yeah. you were lethal and you had the killer instinct yeah. and which you obviously need in a tight race, which is great and all that, yeah. but. It did concern like Götze and Kolomani. They just had so much freedom there, and I never, not never, but I rarely see that in at the Signal Iduna Park. You know, there was a bit of like intensity mm-hmm. at the back. But if you win four 0 it seems a bit, yeah, it's difficult, difficult to yeah, to we'll see, criticize, we'll see. criticize them. But uh, yeah, phew, it's difficult to call, but they're exciting, exciting. It's yeah. definitely good to see the Bundesliga have a proper proper title race, um, which is probably going to go down to but, the wire. I, I, again, I want to say something. Uh, even though we are first and Bayer are second, Union Berlin are five points away from us. I, I don't think they are in the, <laughs> the title race, but they are not that far. I think it's a very good season from them. We were saying it's that they are, not going to keep, they are not going to keep that from, but they are five points away from us, you know? Again, from Imagine a Swiss point Union of view, Berlin. Union Berlin, we've spoken about them before in, in the same vein of, of as uh, SC Freiburg, which we kind of spoken more in depth about. And with the Swiss coach, they have had a ridiculously cool season. It's so cool. Yeah. It really is. Imagine Union Berlin next season in the Champions League. No, no, absolute scenes. Oh, yeah. They're Crazy. Really I think. Yeah. yeah. Absolute scenes. Boys, before we leave our <laughs> two listeners... Um, Let's uh, let's do some let's do some Premier League predictions. We've got three games. They all look juicy in different ways. Southampton, Bournemouth, Everton, Newcastle, Spurs, Man United. Armand, do you want to go first with predictions? Um, should I just say who wins, or you want a scoreline? Yeah, give us give us wins. One x two wins. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Everton, Newcastle win. Ever uh, win Newcastle. Um, Southampton, Bournemouth. It's tough one to call, actually. Bournemouth looked very bad at the back against West Ham. Do you know what? I'm going to go for Southampton win. Um, And Tottenham, Man United. I'm going to go for a draw. Toto? Uh, Wait, wait, wait. So if you think that Southampton are going to win the game, are they back? Actually, yeah. yeah, but then they are two points away from Nottingham if they win that game. No, I still think they're going to go there. Okay. They're going to win today. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go with Newcastle to win in Everton at Goodison Park. 
Then I would I would say a draw between Southampton and Bournemouth. I don't know. I, I don't see a winner in that game. And then ah, I'm sorry, Fabi, but I'm gonna go with Spurs winning against Man United. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't Bruno is fit, then. I don't think Bruno will play. No, he's in the squad, apparently. Bruno's in the squad. He's in, he's the, in the squad, squad yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's in the squad. Yeah. Okay. Because I have him in my FPL, so I, I really, I'm really raging. No, he will, he will <laughs> play, don't worry. Okay. Um, yeah, but still, even if he plays, there was so many players missing um, at the back. So yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Spurs. Fair enough. Yeah, I know. For the record, I'm going to go with two draws. Uh I think Ooh. Everton will get something against Newcastle. I think. Really? Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. I think they could get something at Goodison Park. You know. Ooh. Yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, listen. If it's if Newcastle do win, I'm the least surprised person. But I just think Everton. Sean Dyke knows how to get points against good teams, and he knows how to get points at home. And and they under the lights as well. Yeah, and they need something, so they're gonna they're gonna come out fighting. Uh, you also think Southampton can get will get a win. I think Bournemouth. Will slip up again. I love. I would love them to stay up just for for the banter I share with with Ben Wilson, our friend from Brent, who's a huge <laughs> fan, obviously. And finally, I I see what you mean. I I can I can see Spurs. I'm not sure Spurs have enough to beat United, but again, I could see a draw in that game, uh, depending on how okay. big the new manager effect is. Okay, boys. Thanks again. But for do we call it a new manager? <laughs> we call it an old manager. We call okay. it. I don't know what we call it. It's, it's I don't think it will be a, a huge bounce, but they just have Harry yeah. Kane and you have Harry Maguire. So that's the two Harrys <laughs> for me. Is it's, it's difficult to go for a Man United win. You know. Fair enough. Boys, I'm going to wrap it up here. I thank you very much for what was a bit of an improvised episode of the Swiss Ballers Pod. We'll be back next week early with the usual service after the weekend. Uh, thank you to both of our listeners for listening in and. Um, we shall see you next time. Ciao. Tschüss.